Psalms 23 verses 1 to 6. Psalms 23 verses 1 to 6. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. He leadeth me besides, beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He thought, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you, guys. When Miss Katie left, I was saying, oh, no, who's going to play the piano for us? Miss Mallory, thank you so much. Please, everyone, can you all stand? Can I ask you to stand? And uh, I need you all to kind of shake your hands this way, all right? Shake your hands, relax, okay? You're so tensed this morning. Relax. Shake your foot, your right foot, this way. Shake your left foot, okay? Now relax. I want, I want during the message, I want us to interact, okay? I want you to agree to what you are listening to. Not my words, but the word of God. I want you to agree to it, okay? And I want you to speak to me, okay? As I'm speaking to you, I want you to interact with me, okay? Thank you, you can be seated. Um, Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a psalm that has been preached in millions of countries, hundreds of countries, in millions of languages, hundreds of languages, by so many people, in so many occasions. And uh, mostly Psalm 23 has been preached during funeral services, um, at the graveside, at church, when a casket is there, everyone is crying and, and everyone needs comfort. Psalm 23 is the go-to, okay? And, and many times we, as we come to Psalm 23, this is how we go. Gimme, 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 I want comfort, I want, I want, I want. That's how we react to Psalm 23. So this morning I want us to shift gears, mentality. I want us to give him what he deserves using Psalm 23. And yes, we will get some, we will get some because it's there, but let's give some as we get some, okay? All right. So um, this psalm is a psalm that is, I was preparing for a message. You know, I prepared for the message for a while. I opened a passage and I looked at it and I said, that's the one. And I told Pastor, I'm going to preach this message. And Pastor says, yes, it looks good, go for it. And as I was looking at the message, my eye caught on the word Lord. And so, Lord, and I'm in the New Testament, I'm looking at it and Paul has been struck down by a lightning as he's on a donkey on his way to Damascus. And Paul says, Lord. And here I'm looking at Paul. Paul is saying, Lord. And as I turn the page, that, that, that word, Lord, just keeps on popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up. Uh, and I go, now, Lord, is this the one? Lord. And so I go back all the way to the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I go, that's where it starts. That same word that Paul is using is the same word that goes all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, God, Adonai, Yahweh. And so, as I looked at it, it brought me all the way to Psalm 23. And the Lord said, this is the message. <laughs> I went, Lord, that message has been overcooked already. The Lord goes, no, it's fresh, it's new. 
deliverance message. So I want to deliver to you this morning Psalm 23 for his name's sake. For his name's sake. I want you to look at the Bible this morning and see the words that scripture is giving. Because many people have said this is a psalm the heading says a psalm of David. This is a psalm written by David when he was king. Psalm says, no, 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 no. This is a psalm written by David when he was running from Saul as a fugitive. And they may sound right. They, they, they sound right because he goes through the valley of the shadow of death, right? But as I was looking at this psalm, I'm thinking, David went through a lot of things before he met Goliath. And so, David is a shepherd. He looks after sheep. And in this psalm, he speaks of the shepherd and green pastures. And then he speaks of restoration and leading. He speaks of the valley and the presence of God. And then he speaks... He thinks of how he killed a bear who attacked a sheep and how he killed a lion because God was with him. And then he kills the Goliath in the valley of Elah. And then he thinks how the prophet Samuel came and anointed his head when he was just a boy. So all these thoughts are in his mind as he is putting pen to paper. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David is writing this passage from his experience as a shepherd. But this morning we see that he places himself as the sheep and the Lord the shepherd. I would like to break this passage into three sections. We will look at them this morning. Number one is contentment. Verses one to three, I shall not want. Number two is protection. Verses four and five, thou art with me. Number three is eternity. Verse six, with me all my life, here and forever. So history breaks these six verses and we get our thought for this morning. So as, as a teacher was teaching her Sunday school class, she was teaching and she was teaching on Psalm 23. And she goes, so what do you think? Psalm 23, what does it mean? And a little boy put his hands up. And everyone put their hands up because they all know it. They memorized it already. And this little boy goes, yes, yes, me, 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 me. So everyone, she goes, no, 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 me, 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 me. She goes, you, because he's, you know, me, 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 me. She goes, you. And he goes, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want anything else. And everyone went, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. And, and, and yes, it's, it was wrong, you know. Everyone, they memorized it, verse by verse, word by word, and they said, ah, you're wrong, you're wrong. 
This, this teacher goes home. She's troubled. And she thinks about it. She thinks about it. She talks to her friends about it. And then she realizes the theology of this new guy was correct. Maybe wait for word is wrong, but the theology is correct. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't want anything else. Look at it. Look at, look at it. Look at it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall have no need. I shall have no lack. I shall have no wants. That's it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The term I shall not want can be translated I don't have need for anything or I don't have any lack. The main idea is contentment. My satisfaction is based upon his promises and that is why I will lack nothing. See, the Lord is my shepherd, all right? I shall not want. I shall have no lack. I shall have no need. I shall have no wants. Because he is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. We are a sheep. David is a sheep. He's looking at the Lord. And the Lord is a shepherd. And he's saying, I don't have any need. I don't have any wants. You are my shepherd. You will make me to lie down in green pastures. The place where God makes you to lie down is green pasture. You know what it means? That's the best place you can be. All right? That's the best place you can be, the green pastures. Look at the words in, in this verse. Because he says, he who, the shepherd, who is the shepherd? The Lord. He makes me. Why does he make me? Why is that? Why is it that it takes God, the Lord, to make you lie down? Think about it. Think about it. A ship is dumb. A ship cannot listen or understand, but has to be made to do what a shepherd wants. David knows that his heart is far from God. His heart is sinful. So the Lord has to make him lie down. Many times when God is making us to lie down, we fight back. Refuse. Brothers and sisters, God is making you to lie down. Lie down, boy. Lie down, girl. It's the Lord's hand in your life. Lie down. That pasture is good. That is a good pasture. Lie down. Don't think it's a bad pasture. Don't think the pain of making you lie down is bad. It's painful. Lie down. The pasture is good. It's a good pasture. He maketh me to lie down. Many times we cannot lie down because we are so puffed up with ourselves. We think we know it all. We don't need the Lord. But he is there to make us lie down. My friends, lie down. Lie down because the pasture is good. It is green pasture. It is green pasture. It is green pasture. Not only that, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures for his name's sake. Do you see that? He leadeth me beside still waters. The waters that we need, we thirst, we hunger, but we can't find it. He needs to lead us. And if we are a ship, he must lead us to the waters so that we can be refreshed. If he doesn't lead, we will never find the water because in, our, in and of ourselves, we are incapable. The water that he gives us 
is the water that will quench the thirst of our souls. He leadeth me beside the still waters for his name's sake. And then he goes, he restoreth my soul. You see, God is at work. God is at work. He makes me to lie down. He leads me beside the still waters, and now he's restoring my soul for his name's sake. Oh, your soul may be crushed. Your soul may be broken. Your soul may be crying. He can restore it. For he restores our soul. My friends, we need to allow the shepherd to do his work because we are just a sheep. That is David's mindset. He makes me to lie down. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul because my soul is vexed, because my soul is disturbed, because my soul is hungry, because my soul is tired. He must restore my soul. Not only that, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Uh, can, you, can, you, can you see the verse? Can you look at it? Because we, without his leading, cannot walk on the paths of righteousness. We cannot we need the shepherd to lead us to walk in the paths of righteousness. We need to understand that. And so he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. My friend, there is no other path in life that God can be happy or pleased with. No other path. Not your path, not my path, not anybody's path, but the path that he will lead us to is the path that is acceptable by him. Let him lead you to the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Verses 1 to 3, we find David saying this, what the Lord has done for me and he praises him, and he makes sure all the glory is accorded to him. Look at the words in verse 1, 2, and 3. He says, he, 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 in the third person. All right? David is saying, I'm the sheep, the Lord. He, he makes me to lie down. He's pointing to... It's he. He makes me to lie down. He makes me. He makes me. He makes me. Watch, 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 watch your Bible. He makes me and he's giving the glory. It's he. 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 The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. He. Watch the word. Watch the word. We're coming to verse 4. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. What's the word? What's the next word? Thou art with me. Do you see? Do you see? In verse 1, 2, and 3, the sheep is praising the shepherd. The sheep is magnifying the shepherd. The sheep is glorifying the shepherd. And in verse 4, the shepherd appears next to the sheep. Watch the word. Watch the word. He goes, you, he makes it, he makes it, he does it, he restores, he leads. And in verse 4, I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and guess who appears? <laughs> Thou art with me. Aha. Uh -huh. Watch it, watch it, because God is moving right before us, behind the curtains. Do you see that? And Psalm 23 is showing us that as we do these things, we are not considering because God moves with us in our pains and then as we praise him, he appears beside us. Watch the word. Watch the word. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. David has walked through many valleys in his lifetime. With a sheep as a shepherd, and with every battle that he has fought, it's all been done in valleys. And it was in this valley he faced the most feared man in Palestine, Goliath of Gath. But here he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. See, what kind of valley is that? What kind of valley is that? What kind of valley is David talking about? What kind of valley is that? In Psalm 21, 22, and 23, David answers that question. He shows us what valley he's talking about. It's not the valley of Elah where he killed Goliath. It's not just any other valley. It's a valley of the shadow of death. In Psalm 21, verse 1, we look at a tone. The king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. The tone of rejoicing, tone of happiness. And then in Psalm, in verse 13, he goes, Be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength, so will we sing and praise thy power. That's the tone of Psalm 21. But watch Psalm 22. And then in Psalm 22, verse 1, there is a shift of tone. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you see the shift? Do you hear that voice? Do you recognize that voice? David is talking about a valley of the shadow of death. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am, am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. But I am a worm, not a man, a reproach of man, and despised of the people. All they see me, all that see me, laugh me to scorn and shoot out the lip. They shake their heads, saying, He trusted the Lord that he should deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. It's a tone, a valley. Psalm 22. David is finishing Psalm 22. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. The Psalms are a hymn book of the Hebrews. From the first Psalm to the last Psalm, they sing those Psalms that we read. And so David is singing a song of the valley of the shadow of death. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Words we hear thousands of years later on Calvary, right? The valley of the shadow of death. And as he puts down the pen after writing Psalm 22, he picks it up again and he goes, The Lord is my shepherd. He sings that song. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He's singing that psalm. That is the valley of the shadow of death. Brothers and sisters, the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death, is that shadows are harmless. 
let me remind you, shadows are hammers. Okay? So David is walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It's only a shadow, but it's a shadow of the death of the Messiah that he just prophesied in Psalm 23. He's seen that shadow. Death has been crucified, defeated. Death has no power. So David is saying, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, guess what happens? He's not there. He's here. Thou art with me. Thou art with me. A shadow is harmless. Shadows don't kill. Shadows don't bite. Shadows don't touch. You may see them. You may feel them. You may feel scared. But shadows are just shadows. Christians, shadows are just shadows. You may be walking through the valley. Let me remind you. The shadow is just a shadow. To have a shadow, you need light. Then you need an object to cast that shadow. Who is the light? The Lord is light. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod and staff of Christ, of, of the shepherd, comfort. How comforting is the rod? How comforting is the staff? We may ask those questions. The rod is for defense, for correction. It's, it's protective. The staff is for directions. It's possessive and it's protective. Tools that are held by a shepherd. David could not only look back from history of his life to the usefulness of the rod and the staff, but David looks further back to the history of Israel. How that one of their leaders held in his hands a rod and a staff, and God used him to deliver the children of Israel from Egypt through the Red Sea. The rod and thy staff, they provide comfort. You see, that kind of comfort is not the comfort that you and I know. Okay? Maybe we have the idea, we have a fair idea of that comfort. I have my grandson. My grandson, how he feels is the same way we feel when God comforts. How a baby feels in a mother's arm when a baby is laughing and joyful is because of the comfort that comes from the mom. Oh, my friends, his rod and his staff, they comfort us. Verse 5, thou preparest a table before me. I want us to understand this, so I will call the guys to come up. I'll call um, Mishak, where is Mishak? JW, come. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I'd like to make an illustration so that we can understand verse 5. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is the one that makes me lie down in green pastures. He is the one that leads me beside the still waters. He is the one that restores my soul. He is the one that leads me to the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And thy rod and thy, thy staff, they comfort me. 
The shepherd now walks with the sheep. Can you see that? The shepherd walks with the sheep. Then he goes and says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Watch this. The shepherd prepares a table for the sheep. Watch. I want you to watch. I want you to understand verse 5. Watch and understand verse 5. The sheep sits at the table that the shepherd has prepared. The sheep is now going to enjoy what the shepherd has prepared for him. Thank you, shepherd. Thank you, shepherd. I appreciate all that you have done for me. Thank you for this table that thou hast prepared before me in the presence of mine enemies. Mine enemies are watching me. You're not my enemy. Mine enemies are watching me eat. Enjoy the banquet that my Lord has prepared for me. Watch. Learn. Because once we allow the Lord to make us, to lead us, to direct us, to carry us through in life. He comes and walks with us in the valley of the shadow of death. And as he does that, he now will prepare a table, a banquet before me in the presence of my enemies. This is me. This is you. In the presence of mine enemies. Interesting. In the presence of mine enemies, God prepares a banquet. Watch the word. Thou, O Lord, prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Do you have enemies? Do you have those that hate you? Do you have unbelievers that are your enemies? A Christian cannot be your enemy. If a Christian is your enemy, you need to get yourself right with the Lord. An unbeliever is an enemy. An unsaved person is an enemy. And they want the worst of you in your life. They cast stones, cast words, cast the eye. Cast him, cast whatever they throw stuff at you. But you are walking with the Lord. You have the Lord as your shepherd. And so, as the shepherd, you are giving him glory. You are giving him praise. You are giving him everything. You are, you are lifting up his name again. And we lose him, see him again. And we come about one time. You, Lord, is the valley of the shadow of death. You will fear no evil. For he is with you and me. And then, lo and behold, he prepares a table before you and before everyone that is brought up in the name of Yeshua. Put your head up high, Christians. The Lord is preparing a table for you. Before your enemies. That's what he says. Before your enemies for his name's sake. It's for his name's sake. For his name's sake. 
Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. I was so gibberish during the week. I was thinking, when I'm, I'm going to make all these illustrations at this long time. So now he's anointing my head with oil. Think about it. Well, we don't understand it. Okay, so let me explain. A shepherd must always anoint the head of the sheep with oil for two reasons. One is because when the sheep gets moody, he's going to use his head to knock another sheep off or down or to death. So it's natural for them. So the shepherd has to oil the head. So when they get moody, when they knock each other, they just slide off each other because the oil is there. All right. And secondly is because of the flies. When, when, the, when, when the oil is not applied to the head of the sheep, the flies will come and lay or sit on the head of the sheep and crawl into the nose and lay eggs. And then the eggs will hatch and worms will make their way into the sheep, destroying the milk and the meat and killing the sheep. It happens every second of a ship's life. Think about it. We are that ship. And so, he must anoint the head of the ship from fighting each other. He must anoint the head of the ship so that external dangers should not creep up to them and lay eggs to defile that ship. He anoints my head with oil. And what's the next words? The next phrase. My cup. <laughs> my cup run it over. My friend, you look in this plow, Lord. Cup me and pull up. Emi no pull up tasol. Emi cup tight. My cup run it over. Go and tap the brim. Abrusin brim. Pull on you go down. That's how the Lord blesses our lives. Time behind him and. Oh, my friends, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What kind of life is that? Is that the life in heaven? No. It's the life here. It's the life here. Alright? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, let me say this. Eternal life starts at the point of salvation. Can I say that again? Eternal life starts at the point of salvation. Money believe long, Jesus Christ. One, two, that's all. God he declaring him righteous. And Amy kiss him life. He stopped good. All time, all time. Eternal life. Book Bible call him again. Many think eternal life is later on heaven. My friends, eternal life starts. The moment you place your faith in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. Let me start the book Bible. So, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What is goodness? Goodness is God giving us what we don't deserve. Grace. This is goodness. I love the song. The goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. I love that song. All my life you have been so, so good. And this goodness, the goodness of God is his 
grace. God giving us what we don't deserve. And then not only goodness is following us, but mercy is following us. Alright? What is mercy? Mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. That's mercy. We deserve justice and the justice of God demands that the sinner must go to hell. But because of his love for us in Christ Jesus, we believe again, we find goodness and we find mercy. Grace and justice. And these two things follow us around. Sometimes you must talk. Hey guys, how are you? Grace and justice, goodness and mercy. Every day of my earthly life, eternal life starts at the point of salvation. And then the verse goes, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you see that? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's a promise that God has given that Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And, and David, as a sheep looking to the shepherd, knows that he is safe and secure in the Lord, my shepherd. He says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, you cannot claim any of this. You cannot. You cannot claim God being with you. You cannot claim he is a shepherd. You cannot claim that he makes you to lie down. He leads you. He restores you. You cannot, you cannot just say, I claim that. You cannot say, I will dwell with the, in the house of the Lord forever if you do not make him your Lord. You need to make him your Lord first. That is why we go back all the way to the beginning of the chapter. The Lord is my shepherd. Let us look at the beginning. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. If he is not your Lord, he is not your shepherd. If he is not your Lord, he is not your shepherd. He is not a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Notice in your Bibles, the word Lord is capitalized. Watch it. Look at the Bible. The word Lord is capitalized. Why is it capitalized? The Hebrew word here is Adonai. Adonai means master. See, there is a word that this word represents. We know this word. It's called Jehovah, Yahweh. But to the Hebrew, it's, they cannot pronounce it because it's Y-H-W-H. And that's the word, Lord. And the Hebrews, if they are able to say it, this is how it's going to be. Yahweh, Jehovah, the Lord. This is the one who needs to be your shepherd. God revealed himself as the self-existing one. He is Elohim, the mighty one. God needs to reveal himself to you in order for you to be his sheep. God has to reveal himself to you in order for him to be your shepherd. You cannot just say, the Lord is my shepherd, if you haven't been born again. You just cannot. Because he is not your shepherd. That is why Jesus came and said, you must be born again, he told Nicodemus. The one who, the one who thought that God was his shepherd, the shepherd came himself and said, you need to be born again. 
That is why, my friends, you need to be born again. Because if you haven't been born again, he is not your shepherd. He is Lord. He is Elohim. The Almighty One. He is Elroy. The strong one who sees. He is El Elyon. The strongest one. He is El Shaddai. The breasted one. He is El Olam. The everlasting God. He is Adonai. Lord and Master. Lord and Master. The Master expects obedience from the servant. But the servant, on the other hand, has no worries. Because the master takes care of the servant. He is El Shaddai. He is El Olam. And he is Yahweh. He is Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord provides. He is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. He is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is my peace. He is Jehovah Shabbat. The Lord of hosts. He is Jehovah Makam Shekem. The Lord is my sanctifier. He is Jehovah Ra. The Lord my shepherd. He is Jehovah Sitkenu. The Lord is my righteousness. He is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. He is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord is my healer. He is a spirit. He is one. He is triune. He is invincible. He is self-existent. He is self-sustaining. He is eternal. He is infinite. He is perfect. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. He is immutable. He is in incomprehensible. He is inscrutable. He is the light. He is unique. He's glorious. He's life. He's a person. He's just. He's righteous. He's sovereign. He's true. He's wise. He's good. He's holy. He's patient. He's long-suffering. He's the God of wrath. He's jealous. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's love. Oh, do you know this Lord? Do you know him this morning? Can you say with me, the Lord is my shepherd? See, my shepherd my shepherd denotes a personal, possessive language. It's mine. It's mine. It's a possessive language. Do you know him? Is he yours this morning? Is he yours this morning? Oh, my friends, I shall not have a need for rest, for he makes me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not need have a want for thirst, for he leads me beside the still waters. I shall not want restoration, for he restores my soul. I shall not want righteousness, for he leads me to the paths of righteousness. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack anything. I shall not need anything. I don't need anything else. He is my shepherd. For his name's sake, he will give me the things that he thinks are good for me. I am his sheep. He is my shepherd. Is he yours this morning? Is he yours this morning? He leads me beside still waters. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me for his name's sake. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies for his name's sake. Surely, yes, my cup runneth over for his name's sake. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life for his namesake. Oh, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever for his namesake. Is it yours this morning? Is it yours this morning? Can you with all confidence say, the Lord is my shepherd?
Can you do that this morning? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. Every eye has been bowed and every eye closed this morning. Oh, Lord, we thank you. You are our shepherd this morning. Father, it is you who knows our needs. Help us to rely on you. Help us to fall before our faces so that we can ask you and beg you to lead us. Oh Lord, we have seen that so many good things you have for us. You walk with us. You move with us. Even when we do not realize it in life, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort. Father, this morning, Lord, may you speak to the hearts of every individual this morning. Help us to understand what it meant for David to write this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. May we go, go home this evening singing, God is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Yahweh is my shepherd. Yehovah is my shepherd. You are our shepherd this morning. And we thank you. And Father, for those who do not know you as their Lord and Savior, may they also walk to us and find us and ask us to show them how they can be also in the fold. Father, we thank you that you are the good shepherd in the New Testament. One day you will come back as the chief shepherd to rule and to reign. We are your sheep. We are the sheep, the other sheep that you mentioned in the book of John. The other sheep who have come into the fold that is us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for Psalm 23. Help us to appreciate this psalm. For your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name.